time to... Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris. To the left of me is the soldier of fortune, a sultan of financial security, the man with the income plan, Jess, the master mechanic Hamill. Good morning. And to my right is the pioneer of private lending, a proponent of the proletariat, the people's champion, Jaden, armed with analogies, Newman. Good morning, Sean and Jess. You had such a great analogy last time that that just kind of stuck in my head. And you always have a financial analogy to come to us with that I think puts a lot of this stuff in perspective. So I had to call it out in your intro this week. But gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. Thanks. Good to be here. Thank you, Sean. A little bit early. Yeah. I wonder what I could do with that, that uh, the gift of analogies in second career. You know, you should, you should write a book. Or they have those, those little calendars where you tear off a page every day and you could have like an analogy for each day. I'm not a bad idea. I'm I'm pretty good at the little uh, what what do we call the last segment here where we have to just make something up. Yeah, put your money where your put mouth your money is. Where your yeah. mouth is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that that is interesting. The I actually I think you stumped Jeffs for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yep. I heard that that up when listened to that one again. It <laughs> yeah. was great to see him get stumped. He rarely gets stumped. That doesn't happen very yeah. often. I yeah. still haven't gotten my prize. So what's up, man? <laughs> you wanted like a, a gift card to Blockbuster or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's See if I can order that. one off the internet. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Retro. <laughs> yeah, you could probably find one on eBay. Probably so. Yeah, it uh, would be worth about. Nothing. You know, the plastic that it's printed on. So, if that. For whatever that's worth. Well, for those of you who may not have listened to us before, we are Noble Capital Wealth Management. We're a financial advising and income planning firm based in Austin, Texas. And we're here to help you learn about constructing an income plan for your life, for your retirement. And If you like what you hear on the show and you want to learn a little bit more, you can always RSVP for one of our dinner and discussion events that we hold here in Austin a couple of times a month. And you can do that by going to noblecapitalradio.com. The next one's actually coming up Thursday, May 2nd at Trulux. So last week, our episode was titled The Light Bulb Moment. And we kind of made the distinction between retirement income and the sort of antiquated school of thought, which is retirement savings. So if you haven't heard that episode, go find us wherever you get your podcasts. The Light Bulb Moment. One of you guys want to read our capital contemplations for this week? Jaden, how about you? Is it my turn? Absolutely. All right, here it goes. Capital contemplations. All media exists to invest our lives with artificial perceptions and arbit excuse me, arbitrary values. So for two retirement points, who said it? Was it Mitch McConnell, Marshall McLuhan, or Ronald McDonald? I'm still going to Bruce Lee. 
<laughs> Bruce Lee. Mm, B. Marshall McLuhan. Two weeks in a row, Jaden takes it. All right. Boom. Boom. Very, very good. That's I mean, awesome. I need to go to Vegas with him next weekend. That, <laughs> that was all luck. That was that was luck. Pure yeah. luck. Yeah. So I know that that capital contemplation sounds a little bit confrontational, and it might seem like a conflict of interest considering we, we could be considered as media because we're on the radio, but I don't really think of us that way because first yeah. and foremost, we are a financial advising wealth management firm period. But the reason I'm taking this approach this week is because, you know, guys, I spend a lot of time researching retirement and what's happening in the news and the financial news. And I I came across some stuff last week that, well, it kind of made me a little bit mad because I see some financial media, some very well-known tier one financial media, which I'm not going to mention which uh, publications they were, but they're really putting out some confusing or maybe misleading information about retirement. And I think a lot of it is, you know, from the media perspective to get you to click on it and, and to read it, right? It's, it's page clicks. Yeah. A lot of clickbait. Absolutely. So, you know, we have seem to have kind of two perspectives that I'm seeing, and one of them's really an idealistic view of retirement, and the other one is kind of an alarmist view of retirement. Doomsday scenario. Right, right. It's all gloom and doom. And, you know, you guys are bound to see some of that stuff out there, right? Do you, yeah. you guys I mean, typically... The first thing I do when I see any article that has to do with retirement or any of the stuff that we do is I go to the end of it and see who wrote it first and look, yeah. for, look for an agenda and then read it from that standpoint because I would venture to say probably 75% of the stuff that you're going to find on the internet um, is going to be written by somebody with an agenda that's trying to direct you in one way or another. It's, it's usually not objective or, or unbiased. Yeah, it's true. Fear is a big motivator and sadly, you know, a lot of advisors kind of prey on that a little bit and, and try to scare people into making decisions that will, you know, make them become a client of the advisor where, you know, you just don't have to go there. It's not that fear isn't a good motivator. I think it it, it does well for us that we have a little bit of fear of things. Yeah. But at the end well. of the day, that's, that's not a, a – I don't want to be treated like that. You yeah. know, I don't want to be engaged by under the pretext of, of fear. So it, it, it's just interesting to see why people resort to that. Yeah. Well, and I think fear is a good motivator if you're being chased by a tiger. But, you know, the, it also kind of insults the intelligence of the readers. Um, you know, I, I, can, I can see perspectives on both sides of that argument whether, you know, oh my gosh, retirement is in danger or, oh, don't worry about retirement because of this and that. Um, but they're not really providing all of the, all of the information. The problem I have with most of those articles is that everybody has a different situation. There's no way to zero in on one. So they're trying to do a, a blanket one size fits all. And that doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. They can't they can't see who their their readers are specifically, right? They may have some analytics on the demographics and stuff like that, but ultimately they're kind of trying to build an argument 
to make you think whatever it is that they want you yeah. to think. Lead you to a conclusion. Sure. Right. So sure. it's fake fake news? Is that what we're calling this? Or <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not the title of the episode, but uh, that's kind of what we're talking about. Pretty relevant. And, and, you know, it's actually, it's not fake news. I think, to me, it's kind of like they take some truth, but they really bend it one way or the other. Um, because I'm sure you guys know that when it comes to developing an income plan or looking at your, your retirement, your income for life, it's not such a black and white issue, is it? No, it's definitely not. Uh, it, like I said, it's different for every single person um, in every single situation. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, you know, I, you see a lot. Of this whole fake news thing's blown up over here over the last year or, or two. Mm-hmm. But I like what you said, Sean. The the idealistic, um, you know, reporters mm-hmm. who are just sort of speculating uh, about yeah. what retirement's going to be like for everybody. Mm-hmm. And really, you don't have to speculate. At the end of the day, I mean, it's 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 a solve. You you've accumulated so many assets; those assets are going to produce so much income for you for so many years. So you can come in and you can get all that laid out. And like I say, numbers don't lie. Yeah. So we don't have to sit around and wonder and and debate and speculate. Like we can just look at it on paper and tell you exactly where you're at. Yeah. yeah, and the key to that is picking the right, uh, the right investment motives on that. You know, I mean, yes, I've got this much assets accumulated, but I can do five different things with it. They're all going to, you know, have a different result in the end. Picking the wrong one can be disastrous. Yeah, and it really it is a basic. Well, it's two things. I mean, it is basically kind of a, a math problem. It's an equation. It's it's what do you have? What do you need? You know, how do you get there? But also there's quite a bit of experience and knowledge that has to go into it too, right? Because you have to be familiar with your options and and what you can do with that money. Yeah, and knowing which ones are in your best interest and which ones are in the best interest of the person that's talking to you about it. That's that's a big one. And the truth is, is that people, even though, you know, fear mongering isn't something we do, I, I, you know, maybe we can talk about this in the next segment, but people always have that moment of um of kind of oh shoot um when, when they're in their meeting with us you know oh, yeah. the first appointment or something you can and see it on their face you're telling them the truth about their situation yeah yeah well when we come back from this break we'll dig in a little bit more into that truth of their situation hold on folks we'll be right back You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show. We've been discussing the straight dope about retirement. That's the title of this week's episode, The Straight Dope, because we want to talk about just the facts. And in the last segment, we were kind of talking a little bit about some of the different arguments on both sides of the spectrum about what you hear about retirement in the media. And so basically, there's kind of two things that I'm seeing out there. One is an idealistic view of retirement, and the other one is an alarmist view of retirement. Jess, which which one of those camps do you fall in? Neither. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> both, both, and neither. There's aspects of each of them that, that need to be considered, and yeah. when you when you do it properly, then neither one of them apply. Yeah. So you're more in the the practical camp. Yeah. Very practical. The reality camp. Exactly. Feet on the ground. That's the, and that's the only place to be. I mean, that's where we operate. That's where we live. So if you don't plan for it, then uh, you know, get a big slap in the face. Yeah. So, you know, on the alarmist side of it, I, I saw this article on a very big, you know, media outlet online, and they were just talking about how difficult retirement is going to be and how with the flood of baby boomers, it's it's putting more strain on Social Security and those over 65 who are still working has increased 35% in the, the past five years. And it was basically just gloom and doom, no solution. Well, I agree with every bit of that. I just don't agree with the, uh, with summing that all up and saying that retirement is dead. I mean, those yeah. are, those are the problems and obstacles and hurdles that I deal with and overcome on a daily basis. Without those, I wouldn't have a practice. I mean, people would just be doing fine. Absolutely. So there's some truth to it then, you think? Oh, there's, there's truth to all three of those statements. Um, I don't think when you add them up together, that means retirement is dead. You mm-hmm. can still retire. Um, but yeah, the baby boomers all hit at the same time. Um, everybody's living longer. Everybody's doing more in retirement than they were doing prior in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just, it takes more money. It takes a lot more money. Yeah, yeah that's good. I, th- I think at the end of the day, people want to hear, you know, what, what does this mean to me? Yeah. Uh, specifically. And that's what our practice is around is helping people get specific about their situation. And in these, these general statistics and sort of, um, you know, broad stroke uh, facts that are being thrown out. I'm, I'm sure it's all true statistically. Yeah. None of them How, were cited though. Well, you know, it says 35% in the last five years. Why wasn't it seven years? Why wasn't it four years? Did it? Did it? When you did the math on seven, six, five, and four, was five the one that was the most dramatic to make yep. your point, kind of thing? I mean, those are Absolutely. numbers. Jaden says all the time, numbers don't lie. They don't lie, but I can lie to you with numbers. Yeah, and they're talking to the masses here too. Right. So you know, our our listeners and and even more um, pointed, our our clients aren't the masses. They just aren't. So the folks that we're working with already have done a good job, you know, on their own because they've worked hard, they've worked smart, they've accumulated and they're looking for a coach now to make sure that this this ride what we what we call down the mountain. They've mm-hmm. just climbed the mountain, right? Their whole career now this ride down the mountain in retirement is going to be successful and and prosperous. So it's a much different conversation that actually happens than these, you know, journalists will make it out to be in a, a broad stroke article about, you know, just some statistics that they pulled up on the, you know, from, on, on the internet or from the census bureau or something. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. You, you say this, this journalist and, uh, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, but what, uh, what really irks me is don't just don't come at me with a problem. Come to me with a solution, you know, don't don't tell me that oh there's this huge problem and look how bad all of this is and then end your article you know then what or at least identify who that's a problem for because it's obviously not a problem for everybody yeah absolutely so what was interesting is this was not written by a journalist it was written by a financial professional who works for a pretty well-known financial planning company in the industry, hmm. right? 
So that's, that's not terribly surprising. Yeah. So basically, you know, generate all of this fear about oh, your retirement, you're not going to be able to do it, and all of this stuff, and then uh, people go looking for for answers. Right? Well, on the other side of that too is it's after a while, people start thinking you're crying wolf, and so. Some people do need the fear. Some people are in, in a, a bad spot, and they need some help to get out of it. And if they don't do something about it, they're going to run out of money. Um, so fear is not always bad. It's just a, it's unrealistic fear. You know, Don't mm-hmm. scare everybody. Just talk to the people that are actually in trouble and show them what's going on. And then if they get fearful, well, maybe they should. And we can try to fix the problem from there. Yeah, and help them kind of have a better understanding as well. You know, he also said that people who are over 65 that are still working – is going that's going to be the fastest growing segment of the workforce by 2024. And that's very well be true that could be to 67 and still fit that parameters and not really be as alarmist as it is. And that's true because retiring at 67 is not unreasonable. Yeah, there's 65-year-olds running around doing stuff that 45-year-olds were doing 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So every, everything's changed. 65 is the new 45. <laughs> right, something like How that. How old does that make you, Jess? Uh, 25. 25. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So again, it, you know, it, it's, it's just part of the conversation and yeah, some of these things may be true, but there are a lot of things you can do to make sure that they are not true for you. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say there's nothing we can't overcome, but that's not true, unfortunately. And it's very sad when I see people come in that, they're just they're not going to make it. I mean, they're, right. they either they either have to have an early demise or they're going to work forever. Um, yeah. And it's almost exclusive. I can say exclusively poor planning. You can blame it on low wages or unexpected expenses, but without any any planning for any kind of a of a you know a problem that popped up, that's the result of it. And I see it all the time. Yeah, and that is the key is having a plan. Yeah. Right. So. If you're worried that you're not going to have enough income or that you're going to have to work past 65 or whatever, if you still have those questions in your mind, it's pretty clear you don't have a plan in place, you know, regardless of what your your you know retirement savings look like or your investments look like. Um, you know, this is geared toward people who don't have a plan, this this sort of alarmist article. And the idea, of course, is for this quote-unquote journalist to try and maybe capture some more business. Right? Sure, probably so. You know, there's one phenomenon that I notice a lot, and it's based on a specific milestone. Um, the generation that's approaching retirement right now are certainly the ones that are already in retirement. You know, most of their life, being a millionaire was a big deal. You know, I mean, 30 years ago, if you had a million dollars, you were done. You could just retire. Um, so these people that have had high earnings and they've been living large and they put money away and they got 1.2, $1.3 million. They don't have a plan because they don't think they need a plan. They're so trapped in, since they haven't planned, they're under the false perception that their lifestyles are going to keep running forever. When you sit down in front of them and say, okay, you're burning through 200 grand a year and you got a million bucks and you're 60, mm-hmm. you know, forget inflation. When do you have to die? And then all of a sudden they are scared and they yeah. do see that fear. Even I can do that math. Yeah, that's scary. You see that where their their plan is 25 years old mentality, yeah. and it's like, whoops, uh, you know, you, you you may have missed a few things here. So, yeah, this is this is interesting. People that are afraid of their own shadow, you know, and they're reading these articles, 
Um, sure, they're just kind of blowing in the wind, whichever way the wind blows that day. But again, this is not uh, the typical person that we see. They, and at the end of the day, people know when when they're in, in trouble. You right. Know? Um, but very seldom is there just a huge, you know, surprise. Like I've worked my whole life, and you know, you're, you're telling me for the first time that um, you know I've done well or I've done terrible. Um, that that's not how it how it actually goes down. When people come in, they have a general sense for where they're at, but it's just very vague. It's very ambiguous what mm-hmm. what retirement's going to look like and what that journey's going to look like. And yeah. that's where that confidence comes in by actually getting that plan down and seeing the details and understanding it. And I don't want to mislead anybody. The majority of my clients don't have a significant problem. It's not that they're in trouble. Um, plenty of people come in that are going to be just fine as long as something significant doesn't come out of left field, but we can always make it better. It's definitely more tax efficient and definitely make it last and be more predictable. That's the scary part. We, what I provide here nine times out of 10 is Jaden says it every time confidence, lifestyle, fulfillment. It's that permission to spend the money because now you know how it's going to lay out. Yeah, absolutely. And so really that's the, that's the point there is if you have a plan, you don't have these problems. You know, regardless if, if you have $1 million or $5 million or whatever, you know where it's going to be. And if you don't have a plan, uh, you know, why don't you come see us at one of our dinner and discussion events? We're having one at True Lux on Thursday, May 2nd. Go to noblecapitalradio.com to RSVP. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we've been talking about some of the things you may be reading about retirement if, if you pay attention to the financial media and some of the stories floating around online. In the last segment, we were kind of talking about one end of the spectrum that's kind of alarmist and really leans on some of the negative facts about retirement nowadays you know, uh, strain on social security, people over 65 working. And we think, you know, some of that is true, of course, but it looks like also cherry picking facts in a lot of ways. On both sides, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the other one that I came across, I thought was even more interesting because to me, this article seems like it's only going to make the problem worse. You know, if these if these are the facts, you know, th- there's kind of an idealistic approach out there. And, and, and I saw an article where the author was saying that, well, retirement may not be as expensive as you think. And that's kind of a rosy <laughs> picture to, to paint there. You know, um, you know, she's saying your living expenses may be lower when you retire or that. This is my favorite. Social security will supplement your personal <laughs> savings. That's yeah. We we know what that looks like. Uh, you may be in a lower tax bracket. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I think that means you, you you haven't planned. Yeah, and you're making less money. Yeah, absolutely. So this probably describes. If I had to say one or the other is a better description of my clients, it's it's this, and not really for the same reasons that this was written. Sure. Um, you know, so 
people that have not had a, a, a high earnings most of their life and they're not expecting to retire on that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, Social Security plus savings, lower expenses because they're not doing anything because they don't expect to do anything bigger in retirement. Um, you know, there's some truth to that. I don't know about, you know, but living expenses being lower for any reason other than you're doing less. Um, right. And trying to count on taxes being lower when we flip back and forth between administrations and you got people that want high taxes and people that want low taxes, people want high taxes. So who knows what's going to be there 10 years from now or 15 years from now. You know, you could be in a – your income could put you in a 20% tax bracket today and the same income could put you in a 40% tax bracket 15 years from now. There's just no way of knowing. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're not in the business of predicting the future. No. You're in the business of preparing for the future. Exactly. Right, which yeah. means you have to kind of prepare for, for the, the unknown. You know. Yeah, and I'd say these are these are again just broad stroke, um, you know, speculations about how how Social Security is going to supplement your personal savings. I mean, not by much. Yeah, who does that apply to? Yeah, um, that that's weird. That's a really weird statement. Did I did I yeah. read a footnote here, Sean, saying that the author is twenty nine years old? Yeah, on, exactly. On this? Okay. Uh, and the other thing that's interesting is the uh, journalist. Is 29 years old, uh, but also not a financial professional. And there's there's no there's no facts stated here. Yeah, somebody know? just told her to, to write a write an article on retirement. She went and did a little Google searching, and that's what she came up with. Yeah, yeah. Again, absolutely. yeah. I, so most of our clients would would um, this just wouldn't be very topical for them. It's the topics themselves: social security living expenses those are things that are right in the center of the the bullseye as far as what we plan around and talk about right that's but it's only part of it oh just a small part of the, of the conversation absolutely so it's interesting again that um, this is where the masses are are looking um and, and how they think about retirement mm-hmm. uh, in these terms it's just not how it is and you know that's the the, the truth is there's there's no you know like like i say you don't just wake up one day and um understand retirement you, you didn't get a college degree in retirement you know it's it, you can read books and you can hear you know people say whatever you really want to hear you just change the channel mm-hmm. so it, it's one of these things retirement you've got to roll up your sleeves and you've got to get in there and, and get get a little dirty and understand exactly what's what's going on with your portfolio and how you're going to make the most out of that and where that's going to come together with your goals, your dreams, you know, your aspirations, what you've always worked hard for. If it's a couple, you've got that dynamic. You've got two people who have different dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we're big on on having that conversation right up front because again, life's too short just to have this ambiguous uh, approach and um we talked about it I think a couple shows ago just these big round numbers if if you just save up you know, a million dollars, you're, you're going to be just fine. And that's just not how it is. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not. And if there's, if there's any younger listeners out there, and when I say younger, I'm talking like the age of the, uh, the author, the best advice I can give you right now is listen to the old people. By the time you get to me and we start planning, you'll be in a lot better shape. When you say old people, are you referring to yourself? No, I'm talking about retirees. <laughs> listen to your grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. I like Do what that. your grandparents said. Yeah. That reminds me just that we, I know you, 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 had your your share of this, but I've learned so much from from our clients. Yeah, they they've got so much wisdom and so much financial savvy. Some of it's been passed down from generations too. So we're the beneficiary of you know these these financial secrets in the family 
that are revealed when we're in there having these conversations because a, Absolutely. a, a good planner, you're going to go deep um, and you're going to really get to know this client. And it's a kind of a cross between, you know, a counselor and an advisor, therapist, therapist, yeah. you know, all, all is, of it. It's an information exchange. You know, they say you learn something new every day. I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, I definitely don't. I can say that at least <laughs> once a month I learned something significant in, yeah. from a client. Yeah, and it's cool that we can take that and and just get better ourselves, sharper, and add that value to the rest of our clientele. Yeah, I'm, so. all, I'm always gathering ideas, um, putting together a, a bigger and better way of doing things. Yeah, and the idea of kind of accumulating that knowledge to me is really interesting because we that knowledge does get passed down, and it's it's wisdom from experience, so it's concrete and it has a lot of value. But the other side of that, though, is that we're, we don't just rely on just older knowledge, right? Because things change. The financial landscape changes. Our position changes. Uh, new investments come up all the time. Rules and regulations on those investments change. So, you know, we really have to kind of meld the old with the new, and we kind of build our own wisdom. True. You know, another way of looking at it with, the, with what I call the old people they are now seeing, because of the current environment, things that they did that they should have done differently. So that's usually the knowledge I'm talking about passing down. Yeah, mistakes are the best best lessons. Yeah, for sure. It is. Uh, just entire generations have have relied on go to school, get a college educa- get a college degree, college mm-hmm. education. Work in the same job for 40 years. Yeah, the 40-year plan. Yeah. And then retire and, and, and sell off into the sunset. Yeah. And that those days are long gone. Everybody that's indisputable. Everybody knows that. So yeah. But if you think about it, what does if you could just identify the one biggest problem that people are having retiring today, I would say it's lack of savings, right? Yeah. And what causes that? A lifetime of buying stuff you don't need with money you don't have to impress to people impress you don't people need. You don't like, um yeah. and and not thinking I, ahead. And that's what the old people today are gonna tell you. You don't need that, don't buy that, you don't need a brand new car, you can do this kind of stuff. That's the people yeah. I'm saying to listen to. I think that was a Will Rogers quote, wasn't it, Jeff? I don't know. I've heard that my whole I, life. I think that's Will Rogers. What's that? Listen to the old people? No. <laughs> people <laughs> the, buying things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like. Oh, I like that. Some, somebody yeah. once told me that when I heard about the first time somebody was describing Dallas to me. Yeah. Yeah, you look good, you smell good, but you're broke. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and going back to this article, this sort of idealistic article about how rosy your retirement's going to be and you don't have to worry about it, you know, two things stick out here to me. Now, one, obviously, we don't know what, what exactly Social Security is going to look like when we get to that point in our lives, but one point was your living expenses may be lower, and the other one is you may be in a lower tax bracket, and what really sets that off is maybe in both of those sentences. And that shows that if you don't know, you don't have a plan. Yeah. And you can't count on maybe. That's yeah. the worst thing. You know, I can count on maybe for something I'm going to do next week. And if it goes wrong, I got the week after that to, to figure it out. But yeah, you know, once you retire, nobody wants to go back to work. So you got to be a lot more definite than maybe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that, that, that may be okay. Yeah. The maybe's the first negative on that. The other one yeah. is a lower, uh, Tax bracket. That doesn't sound exciting. I'm going to plan my retirement around having a lower tax bracket, which means less income. Less income, lower lifestyle, lifestyle, less of everything that I've wanted. So I've worked my whole life to sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just not what we're about here. 
you know, and that's, that's not – anybody retiring should really set their sights higher, you know. And if you don't know if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket or not, I mean, that's, that's a good place to start. I mean, yeah. you need to put that plan together. You should know what your income is going to look like. Or plan for being in a higher tax bracket or plan your income so that being in a higher lower tax bracket has less significance on you because you planned it right. Tax yeah, efficient. Right. I love that. There's a lot of planning, a lot of opportunities when we're building a plan to, instead of, you know, being a, a minimalist and and just squeezing it down to the, the the last penny, we'll build some cushion in there and tell the client, look, you can do this. Here's your permission. If you don't, then you'll just save more money and it'll go to the kids and grandkids. Yeah. Or but at can, least we know we're we're good. Yeah. Right? Or you'll you'll know that you can go out and do more things for yourself that you enjoy. You're like, hey, I'm I'm not even spending my sort of yearly ceiling. I know where my budget stands. You know, maybe next year I'll I'll take a trip or do something else. You yeah. know. But as it relates to planning, it's not just you know the first step is you got to have a plan, right? But if you plan based on the wrong stuff, if my plan is not to account for inflation and just to spend down and assume I'm going to die at 82, that's not a very good plan. But a plan that can evolve with the maybes. Um, so you can react to the different changes in taxes and market and, and environment. That's that's what we do here, and that's a much deeper dive than most people even contemplate before they come in. Yeah, and then you know, on the living expenses, Sean, it it, it really starts with that's where the conversation starts when we start building a plan because we've we've got to know what what you're looking to spend, mm-hmm. and that side of the equation is very important. And that that again is not one you want to just take a broad brush to. Um, you want to actually you know, get a little more granular and really think through not just your day-to-day, you know, kind of boring, repetitive expenses, your bills, essentially. Right. But also all of the lifestyle stuff that fits with that dream you have for retirement. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, there's a number of those types of things that shouldn't just be incidental expenses that come up. That's stuff that really should be thought through and planned. And then, you know, not only are you going to have that, um, you know, be able to retire, but you're going to be able to enjoy your retirement, which is very important. Yeah, yeah. Not, not accounting for that is a very employed move. And what I mean by that is people plan when they have a job and they never completely plan it through. They, they don't think about all the trips to McDonald's or the haircuts or the little stuff that adds up. So they've yeah. got a plan. And at the end of the year, they're supposed to have this much. And because $10,000 worth or 5000 or 20000 they didn't they didn't think about the little things that add up. They don't sweat it. They just roll it. That's that's less they saved this year, and that's okay because they're still working, and it just keeps on rolling and rolling. But when the paychecks stop, there's there's nothing else going out there. You're 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 depleting it, and so if you don't if you don't take into account all the little things that add up, you're going to come up short for sure. Yeah, and by that point, you you better have a plan in place. But even before that, if you don't have some sort of idea what your spending plan is going to look like or what sort of lifestyle you're aiming for, you don't know what tax bracket you're going to be in or that you're shooting for, then how do you know how to save? For instance, do you do a regular IRA or a Roth IRA? You're going to be in a higher or lower tax bracket. I mean, it's all kind of kind of uh, cyclical, you know? It's like you got to start with the plan, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm. you've heard me say it before, and I'm not saying there's – it's not that there's everything wrong with tax deferred, but that is not, in my opinion, the, the driving force, the way to go. You know, everybody's like, I've sure. maxed up my 401K, and it's tax deferred, and I save taxes a day. I'm like, okay, so you're going to pay it later. Have you thought about how to deal with that? Yeah. Um, a good mixture of non-qualified, tax-free, and taxable blended properly keeps you in the lower tax brackets, but still keeps the income coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, we have a break coming up in just a second, but 
if you want to come see these guys talk, we have a, a dinner and discussion about how you can achieve financial freedom. And the next one is coming up Thursday, May 2nd at True Lux. You can just go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there on the website. That's noblecapitalradio.com. We'll be right back after this break. Talk 1370. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. If you just tuned in, we've been busting some of the myths you may be reading uh, about your retirement income. And we've kind of discussed both ends of the spectrum. There's some alarmist messages about retirement out there and there's some really idealistic messages out on the other other end and i think we kind of maybe fall somewhere in the middle i mean realistic or both is, is we, what i would call it we, we encapsulate all of it we just make it real yeah i mean I, I think there's a little bit of all of it in there but really both arguments are ignoring the biggest point and that is have a plan. If you if you have a plan, you don't have to worry about the sort of alarming side of it. Uh, and you also don't have to just hope that Social Security is going to supplement your retirement savings because you know. Yeah. And have a plan that's geared towards you specifically, not towards 50% of the population. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. What works for one person doesn't necessarily, and I would say rarely, ever works for another person because... There's so many nuances. Yeah, everybody has a different situation. And I mean, there is a, a certain demographic that a whole group of people all can have a pretty similar plan. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the clients that come to our office are unique enough, either in expenses or earnings or expectations that, you know, you're not going to just go get the, uh, the thing off the shelf and say, here, this fits. Yeah. And you just mentioned, you know, so, some of our clients and obviously every week I'm sitting right here in the studio with two financial experts who have had to work through pretty much every scenario in the book. So let's give our listeners some real tales from the trenches to walk away with. You know, I'm kind of curious what stands out in your minds about maybe some of the preconceptions that our clients have come in with in the past. I mean, just wildly, wildly off base and, and certainly not the right starting point for planning their retirement income. I'd say the, probably the one that I fight the most, um, and this is getting less and less because less and less people have pensions. But when somebody comes in and they've got a, you know, I don't know, three thousand, six thousand dollar a month pension, doesn't really matter. It's all going to be relative to their expenses. They that pension meets their needs right now, and so when we start talking about planning out, I, I, I've literally had people say, "Well, I don't need to worry about that. I've got a pension. I'm not even going to touch this this IRA that's been tax deferred. That's the." The IRS is going to come calling on at 70. Mm -hmm. um, they don't account for inflation at all. And so when we sit down and put down a plan and I say, all right, what is your budget? Now I inflated at 3% going forward. Let's look out here in 10 years and 15 years. All of a sudden, you can the, the light bulb bumper from last time, right? You mm -hmm. can see them just realize, ooh, that's probably not going to work so well. Yeah. Um, so once again, coming in thinking, and I guess this would be the, uh, the idealist notion of it, they are comfortable and they're comfortable because they have a pension, which is not a bad place to be, but they are comfortable for the wrong reasons, and, mm -hmm. and they still have to plan. 
Yeah, because that that pension is whatever it is and doesn't consider inflation. Yeah, ever. I mean there are a few of them so, out there, but but very very few. Right. What you about know, you, Jaden? Gentlemen, one of the old, one of the well, those age old um, sort of ratios or little hacks that that we have clients come in and talk to us about is this concept that they can take a distribution of three or four percent is usually the number they use mm-hmm. of their overall portfolio as their annual income, you know, for the rest of their life. So they look at, you know, to just simply take take 3%, for example, of a million dollars, and that would be $30,000 a year of income would be a, a safe income to pull down from that, from that million dollars. Mm-hmm. And it should last about 30 years uh, if, if it's not growing at all, you know, if they're just kind of in a spin down mode. And that, that's like one of the most basic ways to look at how to solve an income plan. Mm-hmm. And I think this is starting, we're seeing less of this now, but that I know there's listeners that, that still kind of have this concept of a distribution rate of, of their portfolio. If mm-hmm. you just apply X distribution rate and put that out over a spreadsheet, you know, that tells you how much you can spend down over a, a period of time. So, I, you know, we had a client that came in that, was still buying into this old distribution rate mentality mm-hmm. and they had three million dollars which was a lot of money and at a distribution rate of three percent that was ninety thousand dollars a year of income and so you know it sounded pretty pretty decent on its face until i looked over and asked the missus what she thought about it and she was looking at him uh because her her budget was three hundred thousand a year so there, mm. there was a total uh, mis- miscue there, right? <laughs> yeah. So his distribution rate just went from about 3% to almost 10% yeah. um, in one conversation. So yeah. Yeah. people Don't. that have saved up 1 or 2 or $3 million are not going to be comfortable living on 3% of that. It's just never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you know that, that old mentality of, of coming up with a distribution rate for a, for a spin down is, is just not – not the right fit. No, and a, and a lot of times where they've heard it is from somebody telling them the market will always, <clears throat> over time, give you 3 or 4%. So if you only spend 3 or 4%, you'll die with all your money. And that doesn't take into account you know, a, a downturn early on and then mm-hmm. having to come up and, and make that back up. But there's like 15 things that are problems with that. Well, you say that the market will always return you know, 3% over time, but over how much time? Yeah. Over what time period exactly you know? yeah. those well, are things you can't predict that's right and f- for this particular gentleman is like we need to set aside three percent just for your the missus mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be her shopping budget <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that that doesn't always work yeah or if you're jess you need to work in your motorcycle budget yeah you know? i've got a motorcycle budget that was established a long time ago <laughs> yeah see well you were smart about it well that's pretty insightful and that's all fine and good but I want you guys to put your money where your mouth is. This is where each week my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to the week's episode, and I get to decide how they have to deliver it. So every week I seal the guidelines for the game in the envelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. And this week, if I stump them, they owe me a subscription to every major financial media publication so that I can keep them all honest when it comes to their conflicting stories about retirement. Yeah. How are you going to figure out which ones are the honest ones? Well, I, I, I know the truth. I know the straight dope right here. And go. if they're not saying what, uh, you know, what we're saying, then they're not being honest. I agree. All right. Well, let's let her rip. 
All right. Any number of words this week, guys, but one of those words has to be some variation of either alarmist or idealist. So any number of words, but has to be a variation of alarmist or idealist. Got it. All right. Here we go. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that's your time. What do you got for me? I'll do not only both, but a, a subsection of the of one of them along with it. All right. So I don't care if you're an alarmist or an idealist. Let me take your portfolio and turn it into the ideal plan. Nice. Nice. Ah, that that earns extra retirement points. <laughs> the real plan, the realistic yeah. plan, right? right? That's awesome. That's good. All right, Jay. Sean, I, here, I'm going to hit you with this. Tell me what you think. The fear-mongering advisor with no plan is a false alarmist. I that yeah, that's perfect. Very poetic. That's perfect. And, and I think that's that's exactly what we're getting at today. So that's actually it for the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. No, it's not it's already over. Yeah. Let's yeah. go brunch. All right, I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. I'm Sean. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed in this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured in this radio program, may May receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.